Welcome, friends, to episode 20 of Merit's Musings. This is a podcast just for educators in the very broadest sense. I am Jason Merritt. I'm a public school teacher and a youth minister in my church and a parent, someone who's dedicated uh, his life to helping people grow and to learn. And I'm something of a writer and a poet, someone who loves language, both with its artistry and its power. In this podcast, I'm going to explore some of my very informal thoughts on what it means to be human especially in the context of being an educator, a minister, and a parent. Uh, most of the time, I'll orient my musings around a poem I love, because any time I can spend talking about poetry is time well spent in my book. And I'll probably talk a little bit about my dogs. If you're not the sort of person who enjoys a random dog bit of dog talk, then this is probably not the right podcast for you. I invite you to join the conversation. Feel free to write me with your thoughts and your feedback. My contact information is on our website meritsmusings.buzzsprout.com, and on my Facebook page. And now for this week's episode. This week, I have been thinking about The Cure of Troy by Seamus Haney. So here we go. Human beings suffer. They torture one another. They get hurt, get hard. No poem or play or song can fully write a wrong inflicted, and endured. History says, don't hope on the side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, the longed-for tidal wave of justice can rise up, and hope and history rhyme. So hope for a great sea change on the far side of revenge. Believe that a further shore is reachable from here. Believe in miracles and cures and healing wells. Call miracle self-healing, the utter self-revealing, double-take of feeling. If there's a fire on a mountain and lightning and storm and a god speaks from the sky, that means someone is hearing the outcry and the birth cry of new life at its term. It means once in a lifetime that justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. Ah, so good. So we just had St. Patrick's Day, and of course, all I can think about on St. Patrick's Day is the great gift of Irish poetry that Irish culture has provided the world, and how incredibly important and meaningful all of that poetry is to me, even though I've only sampled, you know, a few hundred, maybe a few more than a hundred poems, Uh, just a taste. Uh, And yet, it means so so much to me because part of my family culture is Irish and Irish American. Uh, and as I, I was reading through some Haney's poetry, I ran across Hope and History Rhyme, this poem, that line, and that reminded me of President Biden, who frequently makes reference to Hope and History Rhyming. And all of that comes together in my head, and I started thinking about hope and the strange audacity of hope, to use a line from President Barack Obama, uh, uh, which I love that line. I've actually read the book that he wrote called The Audacity of Hope, but I love that line, this idea that hope is shockingly brave, uh, oh, uh, intrepidly brave, almost too much, too foolhardy, too temerity, uh, too much. For hope. And I think 
that's true, that hope is difficult uh, and can be almost supernatural in its power. And, of course, hope can mislead us and lead us astray. And all that's in my head. And then this poem comes to me and helps me make some sense of it. So that's what I'd like to talk about today. Uh, Haney opens by talking about human beings suffer, which echoes, for me, uh, Buddhism's first noble truth, right? That that is a fundamental core truth of humanity, is that we endure pain. And we torture one another, and we get hurt, and we get hard, and our uh, we start sealing up the wellsprings of community, and we start sealing up the wellsprings of hope for the future as we move into this endurance mode, right? Um, and uh, he talks about the cure for Troy as the title of the poem, and Troy doesn't come up at all in the poem, you know, directly, yet the whole poem is about that great battle, because the, you know, the Iliad and the fall of Troy, all of that is fundamentally a story about a slight. One man has an affair with another man's wife, and she leaves her husband to go with and allow us to Troy, and uh, actually it's not Menelaus, I apologize, to Paris, uh, with Paris to Troy, and that magnifies into a war, and that war magnifies suffering, and it, we just get ripples of pain rolling out from this one experience. And I have never really thought about the whole story of Troy as as a nice microcosm of how sin and cruelty and suffering roll through and get transmitted like a disease from person to person. And yet, this certainly makes sense to me and that I think about this poem. And how in the poem he says, no poem or player song can fully right a wrong, inflicted or endured. And that's true, right? Uh, well, of course, we're encouraged to forgive, and we need to forgive the, the slights that are done to us. Otherwise, we carry that pain magnified. But even with forgiveness and apology and reconciliation, there's still some echo, some remnant, some scar that we maintain. It's a never a full recovery. We're never returned to that original place of innocence that place of trust or safety, right? Um, and so how, where do we go with that? Because history says don't hope on the side of the grave. The, you know, the history of humanity is a history of wars and oppression. And as we look at all of that, it's very easy to lose hope. But, Shamas Hanan reminds us that even though history says don't hope, hope can happen. Not often, but when it does, it changes everything. That there can be miracle, that there can be justice, that there can be reconciliation. Uh, and it's difficult to acquire, but when it does, it is a tidal wave because it changes everything. Uh, and so uh, I think about how this seems so stunning to me to come out of an Irish poet. 
Because in my head, I don't often think of the Irish as a hopeful people. Uh, I think of the of the Irish and the Irish American experience um, as a story of endurance of people who have suffered and who endure and who find some way to create joy amid suffering. Uh, I think of the great Irish gift as one that can hold pain and joy in, in a creative tension without denying either possibility, not letting the pain destroy the joy, but not letting the joy uh, eradicate the truth that comes out of suffering. And then that tension, art and beauty and life come out. And I that's what I think of. I don't think of hope as a virtue that is quintessentially Irish, and that's probably simply my misperception, because here we have Haney saying, no, there is a connection between a history of trouble, right? The Irish and their troubles, right? Uh, there's a connection between that and the power of hope, that it is out of the very toughest, darkest places of historical truth that hope can arise out as a balance, that there can be a miracle of healing. But that miracle of healing, according to Henny, requires revealing, self-revealing. Uh, in other words, hope and the possibility of hope requires that most terrible thing, trust and community and honesty. And so that sends my rabbit hole mind to the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions in South Africa, where the community, in the midst of all of the pain and suffering uh, caused through apartheid and oppression and the violence around sorting out what they were hoping would be a healthier community, recognized that the way to move hopefully forward required an opportunity for every person to speak their truth and to feel that their truth was heard and that there will be a commitment to hearing that truth, respecting that truth, even if we don't agree with the truth, and a commitment to finding a community that can live with those truths. And that's a, a level of courage that I am stunned by. I view that moment, that powerful decision and how difficult it was to get to that decision as one of the great miracles to come out of the human condition. Uh, and I, I find that hopeful out of that history. America, my own country, is struggling with so many challenges in terms of our own history. And one of the solutions that America has been wrestling with is to revise history so that we don't have to face some really unpleasant truths about ourselves, that instead of self-revealing, historical concealing is the solution. Uh, and I think that struggle is also mirrored in our struggle as a society to commit to each other. That right now, as I look around our country, it's so much easier to accept divisions as permanent and 
ordained and immutable and to draw lines and to say, I'm this portion of this community and you're that portion over there. And really, I'm not certain that we need that portion over there. This idea that a fragmented, fractious society is somehow more valuable than one that is committed to each other. And I, I think America is struggling, well, quite honestly, with hope. This question of what will America's future be and who will we become in the future? And will we still have a role to play in the story of humanity? Will we still have a role to play with our ideals and the growth of the human condition? And I don't have answers for that, but I think a place to begin in any of this is to recognize there is this, that I and my community are having a challenge because that's a hard truth to say we are not where I think a healthy community should be. And then where do we go? Well, this is Lent in my religious tradition. And Lent is a time of self-reflection and self-awareness, self-discipline, and a commitment to try to make some changes in your life, changes that will promote some spirituality. And for me, I can think of these three areas as areas where I can make some progress, that I can, one, accept and look for some hard truths in my own life, not to point fingers at others, not to say, you must deal with your hard truths while I avoid my own, but to acknowledge those places in my world and in my communities where I have not lived up to my ideals, where I have not encouraged the promotion of my ideals, where I often have passively accepted uh, a world that I don't love simply because changing that world seemed impossible or exhausting. Two, I think it is time for me to commit more fully to my community because it has been easy for me to point fingers at other parts of my community and say, I don't understand them. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't think they share my ideals. I'm just going to pretend that we're not the same people, that, that we're other. And thus, I don't have to make sense with them and I don't have to make peace with them and I don't have to find a way to work with them. I can just draw lines. And I, I think that's a violence to the community when I do that. And I need to acknowledge the fact that even the people who I have trouble with are people who deserve my respect and have been placed in community with me. So I must find a way to form community with them. And then finally, and most difficult for me, I must have hope. And I say that's difficult for me, which is ironic because I am in a profession dedicated to hope. Right? I'm a school teacher, and all I do all day long is help people, young people, work towards their dreamed future. I am a man who's tasked with providing people opportunities for hope as they go forward. And yet, in my own life, it is often difficult for me to imagine a future to see a future that's significantly better than the current for my own, myself and for my community. 
And that is an area where I need to grow, where I need some courage, where I need to have audacity. And where that will come from, according to this poem, and I think it's true, is by paying attention to history, by looking at the world and seeing that there are times and places where community makes a huge leap forward in truth and in community and in justice. It can happen. It just needs to happen again. It's not an easy path, but it's a doable path. And I think I can have some small part in it. So with all of that rolling through my head on this murky and rainy day, I offer you Seamus Haney's poetry. Go find some. Go read some. Go bask in it. Uh, I offer you whatever truth I can. I invite you to join me in some sort of healthy community. But mostly, I hope that you're hoping to. May God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Read a little more poetry.